Hello and welcome to this week's episode of For What It's Earth. Hey, what's up? What's up, Lloyd? What's up, Eco Warriors? Welcome back to your Have you missed us? favorite weekly climate, environment, and sustainability podcast. It's my third favorite. How dare you? <laughs> how how very dare you? Could you imagine? Yeah, well, I hope I hope you're joking. I am. Good. Anyway, this week, Lloyd. Um, it's my fourth. Oh, God. Kidding. Oh, it's like the best. Twisting the knife. Um, this week, Lloyd, I have gone to go and speak to Roxy Furman. Amazing. I love a good interview. Also known as, to those who follow her on Instagram and YouTube and things, as Roxy the Zoologist. Mm -hmm. Now, she is a big social media content producer about all things wildlife. She's also an She's got a really cool feed. Yeah, really beautiful, really nice. Um, big vegan activist. Um, so we're going to be talking to her about some of her top tips for Veganuary and leading that all kind of wholesome vegan lifestyle. Or perhaps if you don't want to be fully vegan, how you can adopt more vegan and plant-based trends into your life. Um, and she's also got a eco supermarket online, which is rather Ooh. fabulous. What's eco supermarket called? Zephyr Eco Market. Zephyr Eco Market. Yes. Excellent. So I'm going to go and talk to her now. So off you go. Goodbye to you. Bye. <laughs> so hello roxy thanks very much for having us thank you for inviting me on here. you're very welcome you're very welcome so first things first it's kind of the end of january while we're talking um a lot of people probably a lot of our listeners are going to have been participating in veganuary but that's not a month for you that's a lifestyle isn't it mm -hmm. what's yep. your vegan journey then because you're you're a very big vegan activist on social media and a, a big kind of celebrator of being vegan have you always been vegan is that something you've kind of chosen to do recently what's your What's your story? Um, well, my mum raised us vegetarian. Oh, great. So from birth, I was always kind of very conscious of what I was eating versus what other people were eating. Mm. And growing up, you know, being vegetarian even was really weird. Like when we used to go to friends' houses as kids, we'd get, my mum would get parents calling her like, oh my gosh. What do we do? Your daughter is a vegetarian. What do I feed her? Oh God. <laughs> it's not that like, hard, is it? No. <laughs> my mum was like, surely anything does not meat. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, so grew up vegetarian and then after going to university to study zoology, mm. kind of became more and more aware of everything else that's happening on the planet and even in terms of animal welfare surrounding being a veggie rather than a vegan. Mm. And I was like, to be doing what I'm doing, I personally feel like I would be feeling like a hypocrite trying to tell people like, I'm trying to save the world. I love animals. If I wasn't doing all that I could in my daily life to kind of like go by that um so I started kind of pretty much as soon as I went to university I went plant-based but I was like nice. adamant that I wasn't a vegan like I didn't want to use the term vegan because I just felt like then if I slipped up someone would say I thought you were vegan or whatever oh, yeah and I don't know I was just really conscious of how other people would perceive it mm. and I just didn't really want to go there and I remember like my mum would send me articles about veganism and like take this vitamin or include this in your diet and I was like mum I'm not a vegan stop calling me a vegan. <laughs> it used to be such a dirty word didn't it there used yeah. to be such like not a yeah, stigma I guess around being a vegan. Yeah and I was just almost embarrassed or like worried about how other people would perceive me and then about three years ago I was like actually I don't care I am a vegan. I'm owning it. <laughs> I'm proud to be a vegan. 
Um, and that's kind of the same time, or maybe a year later, that I started my Instagram account. Mm. And even when I started that, I was really conscious at first. Like, do I say that I'm vegan on here? I want to get into the field of wildlife filmmaking. Is that going to exclude me from that field? Because people think, oh, she's that activist. We don't want her coming on here with her views. Um, And then I listened to a podcast, actually, with um, (laughs) Andy Parkinson, who's like this amazing Nat Geo photographer. Oh, yeah. And he's a vegan activist. Then I was like, well, if he can do it and he's a Nat Geo photographer, then I can talk about it as well. Perfect. So kind of from that moment, I kind of put it out on my social media as well Mm. and try to gently raise awareness through there. Mm. And I try to kind of adopt a gentle approach because the way I was brought up, like my dad wasn't veggie when we were. Oh, really? So would you all, um, would you cook kind of two different meals at dinner time or would it just be your dad would eat meat if he fancied it? Normally he'd eat with us. Yeah. um, But if we went out or on the rare occasion, he'd eat separate. But because I was kind of brought up in that way where like not everyone had the same views, beliefs, I I kind of didn't want to put that on anyone Mm. going forward. So I tried to like adopt a more gentle approach and focus on like helping people to build connection with animals Mm. and make that connection like, well, I love that animal, so why would I want to hurt it? Yeah. Instead of pointing a finger like, don't do this, yes. <laughs> what you're doing yeah, is yeah. wrong. That's a much better way to start conversation, I think, um, instead yeah. of alienating people. Or to, oh, like you said, telling people they're doing something wrong is never going to encourage anyone to rethink their actions or their, or their kind of mindset, is it? But mm. a lot of people, I, I think, obviously, kind of veganism has become way more popular in recent years. Um, it just seems to be everywhere, especially with the rise of Veganuary and all sorts of kind of fun marketing things around it. But I think a lot of people, it seems, are now going vegan not just because of say um like animal welfare issues but because they're kind of their hearts in the environmental sector of why they kind of want to become a bit more Mm plant-based so has that been something that you kind of get a lot of questions about as well or is it primarily animal welfare or um most of the questions i get are actually more environmental rather than animal welfare Mm. um and a lot of other questions like those kind of vegan stigmas like well you eat avocados or almond milk or whatever mm. I'm like well for a start you don't have to eat avocados but even <laughs> if you do have, eat avocados they're still a hell of a lot better than beef or eggs yeah, or yeah. cheese um same with almond milk like I personally make my own oat milk at home oh um, talk me through that process <laughs> super easy takes literally two minutes Great. get a blender put one third oats two thirds water blend it strain it through a muslim cloth and done oh well okay i'm gonna add that to my list that seems <laughs> and it's so much cheaper much easier and cheaper that's the thing so oat milk of all of the kind of dairy alternatives so i've been um I'm, i can't really do lactose so for ages i've always been um on kind of plant milks um and then more recently i've started to become a little like a lot better generally with my um kind of plant-based living although i definitely haven't <laughs> reached total plant-based living um and also I think the difficulty there is, uh, so I now live with my boyfriend and obviously we share meals. So it's it's become, instead of me just making a decision to only eat um, plant-based meals, it has to be a thing that we both do together and kind of go on that j- journey kind of sustainably and it becomes more of a habit. So now I think we meet maybe twice a week, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's still quite a lot of meat. I think if you total that up throughout the year, but if you look at the number of days I'm not eating meat, it's definitely gone down a lot. But anyway, back to milk. <laughs> Oat is definitely my favourite of all of the um, the plant milks. 
but it's so expensive. Yeah. Book is so expensive, so I'm absolutely going to try that. Yeah, it literally works out so cheap if you just make it yourself. And you can buy, like, massive bags of oats as well. You can mm. just have a whole cupboard full of them. It's like an endless supply. Yeah, and, I mean, if your reasons for doing veganism or plant-based is for the environment as mm. well, then obviously you're not buying this plastic carton of milk every time. Yeah, You have exactly. no waste. Yeah. And the pulp that comes out of the blender that's not in the milk... You make porridge or cookies or whatever you want from it. So it's like Bloody completely great. zero waste way oh, of milk, making milk. <laughs> and all zero waste shops, it seems, you can buy uh, oats plastic free as well. Yeah. Great. So have you got any other advice for people? Say say someone is trying to reduce their meat intake and live slightly more vegan lifestyle or mm-hmm. perhaps someone who's done Veganuary and, and you know, I think... With Veganuary, it's great for raising the profile and especially with companies like Greg's um, and KFC suddenly bringing out all of these like new products because they've seen the hype around it. But for people who have gone from everything to nothing for a month, like, mm-hmm. yes, you can kind of grin and bear it for a month, but that's not really a sustainable attitude, I don't think. So how? Like, what advice would you give to people that are wanting to make that a longer change as opposed to just like a panic thing for a month? Yeah, I mean, it's hard because... Like, I kind of had that all or nothing approach because that was, like, my mindset. I was very much like, I can't do this anymore. Um, But for people who are just trying and seeing, testing the waters, I mean, people often think, oh, veganuary, that's just my meals. Mm. And that can be quite daunting because you eat a few times a day. Yep. Um, But being vegan is, like, encompasses so much more than just what you eat. Yeah. And really easy things to change are what products you're using on your skin, on your hair, what clothes you're buying. Um, and those kind of seem like less daunting changes because it's not actually requiring any lifestyle change. It's just buying a different coat or mm. buying a different shampoo, whatever you're choosing to do. Um, and that's all part of being vegan as well. And I think it's those kind of changes are a lot easier than straight away changing every single meal you're cooking. Mm. Um and in terms of food, I'd just say, like, go to a big supermarket where literally anything you want, you can get That's an alternative true. option for. Lots of options, yeah. And just, like, think, okay, what do I make that has animal products in it? I'm going to make those exact same meals this week, but with dairy-free alternatives. So you mentioned kind of clothes and things there. Where do you shop? Where do, where's your kind of go-to for, for things? So I have been trying to reduce my fast fashion intake. I have to admit, I hadn't really considered... I mean, I don't wear animal products, but I assume there's probably um, some issues that I haven't considered. Um, but yeah, so I've been trying to, to consume a lot less fast fashion. So shopping in charity shops and buying secondhand or online. Um, you know, what's where do you... Is that something you do as well? I assume you do. I mean, I'm not much of a shopper yeah <laughs> I don't really enjoy shopping I never did really mm. um but when I do need something new I pretty much always go to Depop oh nice um because everything you want you can get on Depop mm. <laughs> um that's the kind of secondhand app isn't it yeah, yeah a bit like eBay but like kind of purely for clothes and like you have more interaction you can message buyers beforehand and stuff oh, nice. um yeah, I love Depop. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to give that a go. I haven't, I haven't really tried it. Yeah, and just charity shopping, like you said. Mm. Sometimes, like underwear or like gym leggings, I'll go for more like brands. Yeah, um, organic there are a basics few things that are I really won't good. Go yeah, yeah. Um, and there's an underwear company. I can't remember the name. I'll have to find it, and you can link it or whatever. But yeah, they sure. basically, it's like 100% organic cotton. 
you buy like five pairs of pants and then they donate five pairs of pants to homeless people. Oh, brilliant. So like however many you buy, they donate. Yeah. Um, which I think is an amazing idea. No, that's fantastic. So no matter what you're doing, you're still having a really positive impact somehow. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, yeah, send, me, send me a link to that. When <laughs> yeah, you find I will. That. We'll, put, we'll put that on our Instagram. So you've, you've you know you've mentioned obviously you've you've been an activist on social media and those are kind of your big channels aren't they Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. Mm-hmm. What like how do you find being in the public eye? It must be quite stressful and quite intimidating. I find that even when I spend like a few days on Instagram, my brain ends up somewhere else and I, I get I get really stressed and quite anxious without really any real reason I suppose to be. Yeah. Like, how are you finding that? It must be quite intense. I mean, it's funny because like. Obviously, social media is like such a big part of my life, and mm. I now get work through it, and you know that's kind of like my platform for showing what I do and yeah. sending that even with job applications now, like it's mad. Um, but I actually don't really use social media very much at all. Like I have an app called Anum where I like organize what to post when in terms of like nice colors lining up. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and I post three times a week, if that. Yeah. Um, so, so you I literally just schedule it and go and then you can step away from it. Yeah. And I do like one story a day. Um, sometimes I remember to tweet, but I'm not very good at Twitter. <laughs> YouTube videos, maybe once a month, if that. Mm. So like I do put out content there and I try to do it on a regular basis, but I don't like, in. I'm not very good at just sitting on the app and like finding new accounts mm. or like new photos. Because yeah, like you said, just, I don't know. Sometimes it's so busy-headed and yeah, yeah. What and do you do to relax then? What do you do to switch off? Because you've got a lot going on this year. You're also <laughs> studying the wildlife filmmaking masters here, aren't you? Yeah. Um, go to the gym every day. Really? Yeah. Fair that's play. Kind of like my <laughs> mental escape. That time to just like put on my headphones, get in the zone, and just like yeah, be in my own little bubble for an hour and a half. Very nice. Um, that I, I started gymming kind of when I stopped dancing when I went to uni oh right um and it was just kind of like that other way of just like getting everything out of your system and honestly like it saved me through university yeah and it's just like what I use every day to keep myself like happy and clear my head and have that time mm. for me yeah um and then just like I try to read or meditate do a bit of yoga in the evenings to kind of like unwind as well and turn off my phone just before yes try to sleep definitely um because i think bedtime's the worst because you're like your head's well mine does anyway my head starts getting like full of things i yeah. haven't done this haven't done this i'm so wired before bed no it's like so, so I've, I've turned you can set like bedtime on your phone yeah <laughs> so i set mine absurdly early so that i'm away from it for at least an hour if possible if i can resist the temptation to check the no notifications that are coming through um so that i'm not looking at it and i'm not because you know it takes one small thing when you're in that mm. kind of pre-bed routine just to throw your mind into this kind of crazy, oh my God, yeah, like you said, I haven't done this thing. I need to do all of this tomorrow. What if I forget to do this? And in reality, nothing you do in that hour before bed is going to make a difference to that to-do list. But it's just trying to tell your brain just to shut up, switch off mm. and actually be ready to sleep. And the same things in the morning as well, like especially with social media, like you never know who's going to message you and what they're going to say. Hello, would you like to be on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right <laughs> minimal like nasty messages so like i try not to look at my phone as soon as i wake nasty up messages yeah sometimes oh my god really <laughs> yeah that's 
I why, know. Why would people want to message you, Nelsie? That's ridiculous. I know. I always wonder, like, what actually motivates someone to have enough time yeah. to take that time out of their day to send something horrible to yeah. someone else. I, I don't... Und- I, I know it's obviously, like, rife in the internet, but it just blows my mind, like you said, that someone has it, the time, but also the enough of that passion to feel that it's okay to do that and you know you, I suppose you're anonymous not anonymous but you're there's a, a kind of a, a barrier between you and whoever it is you're talking to on the internet but it just amazes me how rude people can sometimes be oh I'm sorry that you've got people being horrible to you I know but it's fine like I don't mind I can block them or delete it or yeah. whatever but like just in the mornings I feel like if that's the first thing you wake up to mm. like that immediately takes your head into like that stress mode yeah, so I try just to, right. like, in the mornings, have that quiet time as well. Stop. Make your oat milk. Wake <laughs> yeah. up properly. <laughs> go, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Something I need to do a lot more often. I'll be, uh, I'm not very good at I think routine is really important, and I've yet to work out uh, my gym routine. Mm. I mean, I think if it's something you enjoy, then amazing. But, mm. like, I wouldn't force myself to go if I didn't enjoy it. I enjoy it when I'm there and I feel great afterwards. Okay. For some reason, for me, the hurdle is like, is, is actually getting there. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, so I'm starting a new job next week and conveniently my gym is now on my commute. So mm-hmm. I think because I've then taken away that, you know, I'm going to be walking past anyway every day. So it's going to be so much easier to build into my routine. Yeah. I mean, check back in in a month. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I've stuck by what I've said. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's just so much better for your, your brain. Um, yeah. I mean, like even walking, just like getting up and having a walk around just makes such a difference. Mm. And I'm like bad at being busy headed. Like my head's always like, Doo. yeah. <laughs> I had crystal healing last week and he was like, wow, your head is intense. What's that? <laughs> so they just like move energy through your body with crystals and like get rid of any blockages oh wow yeah it was actually amazing it was my first time I had it but really really enjoyed it so you, you can feel a physical difference it yeah. works oh okay that's not yeah. something I've ever encountered <laughs> or thought of but if it works mm-hmm. oh cool Is so that, I think it's just, just like finding no that was back home oh. with my family yeah but I think just that finding that thing that works for you yeah so one yeah, one last thing on social media. Um, what kind of, have you got any tips for people who, so obviously you have a, a strong voice on social media and you've got a really engaged audience, which is brilliant. But for, for, for young people who kind of want to make their voice heard for things, um, especially matters of the environment, um, I think often we feel quite passionate about things, but feel quite powerless and feel quite small. And people can look up to say people like you who have a big following and can make a difference with the words that they say and the images that they share. Mm-hmm. You know, what advice would you have maybe for younger people who kind of want to make their feelings and their opinions heard, but don't really know how to feel like they're having an impact? Mm. I think my advice would just be to like put it out there anyway. You know, people get so kind of obsessed with numbers nowadays mm. and comparing what they may have on Instagram to what someone else may have on Instagram but I always talk about this with my boyfriend actually like if you imagine everyone that follows you say you had 300 followers and every single one of those followers was stood in front of you that would be a lot of people (laughs) like you can have a massive impact by whoever however many followers you have even if you change like one person's mind Hmm. like that's still a massive difference and I think just like continuing to post you're going to be growing your audience anyway because it shows you're like determined you're like I want this I want to help people want this as well yeah um and everyone starts from nowhere from somewhere yeah um and also like 
you don't have to do all forms of activism online like say you're at school ask your teacher if you can talk to the class about it or mm. when your family come over talk to your family about it because often it's the older generation that aren't so kind of like willing to change so they're kind of like really good people to be talking to and also I feel like in social media you have like this bubble like the algorithm shows you people who they think you'll be interested in oh yeah you end up in an echo chamber don't you yeah so like with the election I was like yeah we're gonna have a labor or maybe even green party I was so excited yeah, because according to my social media that's what everyone's <laughs> gonna vote for I had the exact same thing I was talking to a friend in London and I was like oh you know it might be close this time and she was like no way it's not gonna be close uh, and then obviously it wasn't and it yeah. was like oh wow I really really was convinced because you're right everything I saw was people campaigning for Green or Labour. And it, it was a bit of a wake-up call as to how much of that echo chamber I'd got embedded in. Mm, yeah, you're yeah. so right. That was kind of like a hit for me. And I was like, right, now I need to figure out how to target the people who aren't already interested in this. Haven't figured Have that, figured out, that yet? out yet. <laughs> but that's the next step. <laughs> Targeting those people that don't think about that stuff already. Mm. I mean, that's what I feel is like going to be the next way of really having an impact. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get you back on again in a year and see if you've uh, see if you've, and then you can let me know how you've done it because you're right. Yeah. Starting conversations is so so important, especially with them um, like environmental topics, um, like climate change. It affects everyone, whether they believe in it or not. Mm. It affects everyone in in different ways, and it's so important just to start conversations. And you're right; it's so easy to have conversations with people that already agree with you or are already kind of thinking along the same lines. And it's the really difficult conversations with people who aren't interested or don't care or don't believe that if you can have a conversation and a light bulb can be switched on at some point in that dialogue, bloody brilliant. Mm. That's great because you never know who they're going to talk to or, or all of that stuff. Yeah, it's so important, but it's such a challenge. Yeah, I mean, the best engagement I have I have is in person, whether that's like talks at events or like when I have a stall with my business and just engaging with mm. just the general population of people. And they, they'll ask questions, but they'll literally be like wanting to know the answer. Mm. I remember I, was, I had an event with my business at school. This little boy was like, I have a toothbrush. Why do I need that bamboo toothbrush? Because he just had no idea that plastic toothbrush was wrong yeah um and those conversations like then he'll say to his, his friends in the playground like i got a new toothbrush <laughs> it's like <laughs> eco-friendly and i'm gonna help the turtles <laughs> and they get excited about it or go home and tell their parents yeah. and like those one-to-one -one interactions are actually like really important so tell me more about your business this is this kind of eco supermarket that you've set up online and i guess you do markets and things as well don't you yeah i mean it's predominantly online i think this year will be solely online hey you're a busy woman <laughs> yeah um but yeah i set that up in my final year of my undergrad so overachieving two years but ago fine. now <laughs> yeah um just because like i wanted a place where other people could feel like they could make the change because it's hard like even two years ago, being vegan was way harder than mm. it is now. And like trying to live sustainably was a lot harder. So I wanted like a place where people could just go to one website and anything they wanted in terms of like sustainable swaps would be in that one place. Um, so that would help people minimize their impacts in terms of like changing their everyday actions. Mm. Um, and then I also work with two charities as well. Oh, really? Um, one Tree Planted, which Ooh. plants trees in areas to destroyed by deforestation brilliant 
and painted dog conservation and they remove snares from the wild which poachers leave out to kill wildlife oh. and then they turn them into artwork or jewellery sell oh, wow. them and then give all that money back to the local community to provide them with like alternative jobs so like an amazing initiative yeah, because absolutely. conservation can't work unless we help people as well and yeah. kind of educate people and provide them with alternative forms of income so yeah it's kind of like an all-round way of improving our impact every day what um, do you find your most kind of popular products are is there is there one weird thing that everyone always goes for or is it kind of a across the board um I think it was kind of different when I started because people were like had nothing and they were oh my gosh oh my gosh I didn't know about any of this <laughs> so overwhelming um but now because it's kind of more popular it's more like the niche things um like the eco egg for laundries that people aren't using detergents um, do you know what I mentioned this on the po- on a different episode um a couple of weeks ago I would really like to try one um and I have read such mixed reviews online that I just haven't bought one yet because I'm not sure whether it's going to be a waste of money. I'm, I mean, you're not going to sit here and tell me that you sell loads of them and it's a total waste of money. But um, you, you find them you find them to be good? Because a lot of the reviews I said, like, they don't lift stains and I'm really clumsy and I'll spill <laughs> coffee down myself fairly regularly. Yeah, I mean, well, we were using them, like, my family were using them before I started my business. Oh, nice. Um, so it's something we've used for years now. Um, and I like get muddy when I'm out doing photography <laughs> and true. my clothes come out clean and they smell nice so okay. I mean I'm happy with it um, I know if people do like big loads if because you can have like I don't know how it works for the washing machine but bigger size washing machines that mm. fit more in sometimes people use two eggs in the drum instead of just one okay um, but yeah <laughs> okay good well I will have to invest <laughs> Yeah, and then another thing is the facial rounds. Oh, yeah. Um, so people can use like a reusable thing to take off their makeup instead of just mm. one thing, throw it in the bin. And not even just in terms of like what you typically think of as waste in terms of plastic, but they actually block up sewers in yeah, the UK. Yeah, And so much money is spent on just clearing up blockages of makeup wipes. <laughs> I can't like... believe that people put them in the toilet and flush them. Mm. I, I didn't even cross my mind that that was something that people did, but I, I suppose it must be. But then, yeah, there wasn't that, like, giant fatberg in the news a couple of... Was yeah. it last summer? And they were just like, yeah, this is, like, 80% makeup wipes or something. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm. Didn't even think of it. So I I made some of my own um, oh, about a year ago. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, these are a great idea. I wonder how long they'll last. But I still use them every single day. Just, yeah, chuck them in the wash with your socks. Mm-hmm. They're brilliant. They're one of the easiest swaps I've made, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I, and it then makes you think about what else you're putting on your skin with them. Because mm. often people go to veganism or sustainability because of that interest in the planet and helping the planet. But, you know, most products that are available commercially contain so many nasty chemicals that we really shouldn't be putting on our mm. skin and into our bodies. So kind of making that switch also is better for our health as well. Do you do beauty products as well then? Um I'm very minimal like body scrubs but mm. um like most of my things like my makeup white makeup rounds I just use with coconut oil instead of I don't know what uh, coconut other people oil, would really? use what um, to remove makeup yeah and oh, then just wash it off okay I'd never <laughs> I'd never would have considered that yeah I'll give that a go so I think it's just like everything just kind of going to a more like natural plant-based like mm. 
instead of all these weird synthetic alternatives that have kind of developed over the years. I feel like we have reached a tipping point, though, and I think going back to nature is not only becoming cool, it's becoming inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be seeing, which is great for your business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think I think the sort of things that, like, when we have kids, they're going to look at the lifestyle that we had when we were growing up and just think, oh, my God, this was so wasteful. And mm. we'll think, oh, yeah, I mean, I... It was. We didn't really realise it at the time, but I do. I do think we're going to flip it all back at some point. Hopefully, quite soon. Yeah. I mean, even the generation above us, like some things that my mum's like, "Why? Yeah, why are we doing this?" Like, um, I have reusable bamboo bamboo kitchen towels. Oh, nice. And like so many people I've talked to, they've been like, "Oh my god, yeah. Why do I use a kitchen towel to like wipe a bit of water?" off the surface and then throw it in the bin Mm. (laughs) but it just because that's just how we've been brought up and it's normal you don't question it Mm. my mum's great so she um I think when I started to make quite a few kind of sustainable swaps in my life she thought oh maybe it's a bit of a phase so for things like Christmas and birthdays she'd buy me things that she thought would fit the phase and now she's just in the habit of looking for these things and instead of just buying me something or telling me oh there's this really cool thing I thought of you she now thinks of it for her own family unit mm. and it's kind of like oh I've got these as well look now look at this yeah and they get so and excited don't they oh, it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant yeah and it's nice to see like that change and knowing that like again that thing where people feel like oh, I can't make a difference because mm. I don't know what to say and I don't know how to make a difference but that's a massive difference, even if it's just within your family home. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's I mean, that's one of the kind of the main things we're trying to do with the podcast is just share lots of little things that don't feel overwhelming. But you know, if we all manage to do them, or a lot of us manage to do them, even imperfectly collectively, mm-hmm. it can make quite a big difference. Yeah. So I didn't warn you about this, but we always do a what one good thing have you done this week at the end of our podcasts. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's just to hold myself and Lloyd accountable and just to kind of um, prove that we're doing what we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it obviously challenges us to make one change every week, which can sometimes be quite a lot. Because, you know, if you've made a change six months ago and you're still doing it, it's mm-hmm. a good habit now. But trying to find one new thing every week sometimes is, um, uh, you know, I'm glad that I'm so being forced to do that. So it has to be a new thing. Well, because you're not on the podcast every week, I'll <laughs> let you off. It can be a recent new thing. Hmm. Oh my gosh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, um, I always forget to tell our guests and now I think I'm just going to not tell people because I like to see what people can kind of come up with in the moment. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> well, mine, mine's pretty rubbish this week. It's yeah, not my best yours? week. Um, I've started making my own bread, mm. which again, possibly isn't super sustainable, but kind of reflects my desire to become a bit more self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So I've started making sourdough and it is oh my god it takes so long because you have to keep the starter alive and mm. then the bread like the dough itself has to proof for like 24 hours it's really worth <laughs> it when you make a good motivation. loaf but you know when you're kind of like oh my god it's taken me 24 hours to get you to this point and then finally it bakes and then it's all worth it but, yeah so that's my very small tenuous thing that I've tried I'm trying to think of something good I've done this week other than you know run a sustainable business to help other people <laughs> Um, I mean, I learned a lot about renewable energy. Here we go. Um, this is good. So yesterday I was filming with a green party. Oh. Um, all about renewable energy. Um, but kind of when we weren't filming, I was like using it as my chance to ask questions that I had. Oh, great. 
um, kind of what banks to be having your money in. Oh, this isn't something I've covered yet. Tell me more about that. Um, because a lot of banks are investors in fossil fuels. Oh, that's a good point. And I was like, I don't really want my money in a bank that is funding an industry that I don't agree with. No, I hadn't even thought about that. Um, Were there any they recommended? Triodos. Is oh, a green right. Bank. They're Bristol based, actually, aren't yeah. they? Um, oh. Yeah, so I want to make a switch to that. Nice. Um, and also change my energy company as well. So that Very good. more of the money that you're paying in terms of the bills that we all have to pay and where they're then getting the energy from that they're providing you with mm. is renewable. Well, you'll have to listen to next week's episode because it's all about renewable energy. Um, and Lloyd and I sat down uh, last week to talk about wind energy, solar energy, biomass and nuclear, kind of what they were, mm. how they worked and how they fit into the UK's mix. But then also we had a look at understanding what green tariffs actually kind of mean when they say that they're green, because a lot of them aren't as green as they claim to be. Um, yes. So have a listen to that. You <laughs> might find a new supplier in the mix there somewhere. Yeah, I will do. Very nice. Well, thank you very much for having me. This has been real, a real pleasure to talk to you. You're welcome. And thank you luck. for inviting me. <laughs> and good luck with uni. Good luck with all your wildlife filmmaking and working with the Green Party. That sounds yes. super cool. I mean, that was just a one-off thing. But, um, I'm sure they'll have you back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks very much to Roxy for having thanks me. Thanks so much, Roxy. What a lovely, lovely Thanks for taking Emma off my hands for a little bit. Yeah, you've dodged me for a week. <laughs> lucky, lucky you. Anyway, so we're going to put up some Instagrams and some pictures and some links to some of the things that Roxy and I have chatted about on the old socials, which means, Lloyd, it's time for you to try and remember uh, okay. what handles are again. We're on Instagram. For, at For What It's Earth Podcast. We're on Twitter. What Earth Pod. We're on Facebook. For What It's Earth Podcast. And where can people email us? For What It's Earth Pod at gmail. Dot com. com. Oh, gosh, your concentration face is something I've missed. <laughs> it's you really look like you're struggling with those but well done that was good can Smooth you imagine running. if we ever start doing live records on like youtube and stuff people can actually see <laughs> i think we should do that my face i would love to do that um yeah I'll tell you what let us know if you'd like to see that because we could give that a go yeah listeners. we have been thinking about it um we just haven't is, got around to it which is very conscious that you know p- people will see us yeah that's the beauty of being on a podcast really it's the fact that people can't see us and you'll never know when we make a mistake because we just cut it out. Yeah, that's true. We actually probably Much have to be a, a bit more perfect on video. But yeah, let us, let us know if that'd be something you'd be interested in anyway. Yeah, let us know with enough time that we can, you know, order in perfect lighting. Yeah, we need to get a, and... a whole studio set up. Yeah, some some makeup artists. And I need to get a haircut and buy some new clothes <laughs> uh, from charity shops, obviously, to be sustainable. Anyway, don't forget to subscribe download leave us a review and all of those lovely lovely things and we shall see you next week see you bye bye